Welcome to Season 2 of Trying Our Best, a mother-daughter good place podcast. Hi, I'm Michelle. And I'm Ayla. And today we're talking about Season 2, Episode 11. Of the good place. So, where we left off, the four humans had just escaped from the bad place and made it to the judge's chambers. But Janet was not with them, and Michael had been caught by Sean when he sacrificed himself to push Eleanor through instead. And so here they are, they all show up, and what happens? There is no judge. All they find is a burrito. And then somehow they get very convinced that the judge is the burrito, but then the real judge shows up as a not burrito. And the real judge immediately dismisses them. She says, you didn't fill out the paperwork. You don't have an advocate. This is not how the rules work. You can't just show up in my chambers and ask for a case to be heard. But that's exactly what they're doing, and they manage to convince her that she should hear them, mostly because she's really bored. But still, she agrees to give them a chance to plead their case and to convince her that they belong in the good place because they have helped each other improve. The judge decides that the only way to know that if they belong in the good place is to test them each. And then Eleanor says, well, the right thing to do would to be either all of us go or none of us go. And everyone agrees to this plan, even though the judge tells them it's a terrible idea to make it all or nothing. And that's where the kind of episode kicks off, is with this test and them kind of knowing that they have to trust one another to do the right thing. But they are being tested separately, so they will not get to see what the other humans are doing while they take their own test. So let's talk about why Eleanor thought that was a good idea. Why should they do all of them or none of them? Eleanor's argument for it is that the only reason that they're there in the first place, the only reason they became better people is because they were working together, that they've been helping each other throughout all of this time. And so ultimately her argument is we we win or lose together because we are a team. What do you think about that argument, Ayla? So I think that that is a fair statement, but... I mean, does that mean that as soon as her friends leave, does she just get worse and worse as a person? I mean, we saw how she behaved when she didn't have these friends in her life, and she was definitely a worse person. And we've also talked about in previous episodes how when she was on Earth before she died, she kind of surrounded herself with terrible people. So it it is a really big change in Eleanor's personality that she's willing to be on a team at all because before she wouldn't even let people like throw her a birthday party because she didn't want to have any responsibilities for anybody else but now she's tying her entire future to how other people do she's putting a lot of trust in them and she is asking them to put a lot of trust in her in return So what I was thinking about as I was thinking of this question is how you and I play a lot of collaborative games. Like we play Unravel on the Nintendo Switch and we play Overcooked. We play Castle Panic. Your dad and I play Pandemic. So there's all these kinds of games that do the same thing. Obviously, the stakes are a lot lower. But the idea is that you win or lose as a team. And I think that those kinds of games are really different than the games where you're trying to beat each other. What do you think? I prefer to like the collaborative games more, but um, sometimes when I'm playing a video game where you're supposed to work against other people, I work with them instead 
So you try to turn the competitive games into collaborative games? Do you always do that? Or are there sometimes when you enjoy playing a competitive game? I like some competitive games, like um, like Mario Kart or um, the competition Mario Party. But you think you enjoy the collaborative games more than those competitive ones? Why is that? I guess I just like working with other people instead of against them. Probably because I'll... Um, I'll most likely lose against other people, but also, I don't know. I just like being around other people. So that's interesting. I'm not a super competitive person. Like I like to win, but I don't really get upset if I don't win. But collaborative games are hard for me because I like to know that the outcomes are dependent upon my actions. Like, I like to know that I'm the one in control of what happens. Like, if I lose, I want it to be because I messed up. If I win, I want it to be because I did a good job. And collaborative games really challenge that for me because I can do a great job and still lose, or I can do a not-so-great job and still win, and both of those situations make me feel kind of weird. But I also think that that's why collaborative games are really good for me to play because they challenge me. They challenge me to kind of question why I think that I need to lose or win on my own. And I think that it's a better representative of how the world works because most of the time we're not just doing things on our own. Most of the time it is kind of a group project, right? So things are kind of unfair when it comes to me. So a lot of things just sort of bend into my direction. So when I'm playing with other people, I'm usually the boss. I make the game plan. Everybody does what I say. So, I mean, it's not exactly fair this way since I'm still in control of everything. Are your friends agreeing to you being in control of everything or do you just take over? How does that work? A little bit of both. So, um, sometimes, uh, so my friend, um, so one of my friends, he made me, um, the boss of a certain video game that we play together, and, um, uh, sometimes I'm like, okay, so, next turn, you can be the boss, and this turn, I will be the boss. So it's a little negotiating, it's a little bit of people wanting me to be, it's, it's complicated. I think that that's really a a good way of thinking about it when it comes to real life, too, because even if we are all working together, we often have to kind of appoint or elect leadership. And it, it just it's a really complicated negotiation. Both those words that you used, complicated and negotiate to manage working together to get the best outcomes. But I do think we get better outcomes when we work together, even if it feels harder to than it would be to just do it alone in the moment. Now, let's get back to the show. So, there were, uh, our four humans were about to get tested. Tahani's test was to walk down a hallway, but she wasn't supposed to open any of the doors. And all those people behind those doors are going to be talking about what they truly think of Tahani. So basically, the judge has designed a test that is against Tahani's worst weakness, which is that she always cares what other people think about her. And these doors include everyone from some of her best friends from childhood to celebrities to even the people who did her bikini wax. So she really, really, really is being put to the test, but she manages to pass up all of the doors except one. So she's three doors away from the exit. But she looks at the door and she just can't resist seeing what her parents truly think about her. 
And the sad thing is, is they pretty much think exactly what she thought they think, that her sister is way better than her. But having it put in her face like that makes her realize that she was never going to be good enough for her parents and that it wasn't about her. It was about them. So she finally feels some closure and is able to walk out of the room and finally go to the door like she was supposed to. But she still failed the test because she wasn't supposed to open any doors. Meanwhile, Jason's test is to play some video games. It was a football simulator, but instead of playing on his favorite team, he was playing against them. And then the judge starts to say, and if you lose, and he's just like, no, I'm going to win, I'm going to win. So even though it was really hard for Jason, he manages to beat his own favorite team, but the judge tells him you failed because you could have just refused to play. You have no impulse control. You do things that you're not supposed to do because you don't stop and think think them through or think about all of your possibilities, and that has always been Jason's greatest weakness. So the judge decides that Eleanor and Chidi should take their test together. They both walk through separate doors, and they both come through other ones. There are magic doors. And then the judge says, you passed. You worked hard to get here, and now you're going into the good place. The catch is that they are going into it alone because Tahani and Jason have failed. And so the judge tells them, you have to decide. Are you Here's your medallions. You're on your way to the good place, but you got to leave your friends behind. And Eleanor feels sure that it's a trick, but the judge tells her, nope, nope, I, it's not a trick. It is... Uh, Tahani and Jason have not been given the same test. It's not uh, a trick to see who chooses the right path. They have their own test to do. This is your test. And so Eleanor is trying to figure it out and trying to figure it out. And finally, she hears Chidi say. Chidi says that they deserve to get to the good place and he said forget about ethics for a second and at that moment Eleanor is completely sure that it is not Chidi because Chidi would never forget about ethics for a second so she tells the judge nope we're not going and Eleanor finds out that that wasn't really Chidi at all and that she has passed her test but then the real Chidi has to make a very hard decision should he choose the brown hat or the gray hat He spends over an hour making this choice till he finally, finally, finally puts the brown hat on and leaves the room. But the judge tells him, you failed. There was no right choice. They're just hats. You have not gotten over your indecision. So each of them were put up against their worst qualities. Chidi's indecision, Eleanor's selfishness, Tahani's wanting to know what everyone thinks of her, and Jason's impulsivity. And all of them, except Eleanor, failed their test. So since Eleanor insisted that they lose or win together, they're all headed to the bad place. And as the judge is telling everybody that they failed, she's about to tell Eleanor that she passed. But then Eleanor lies. She says that she failed and that they all failed and that nobody would have gone to the good place even if they had done their tests individually. And that brings us to our question of the day. Was it okay for Eleanor to lie about the fact that she passed her test? So pause the podcast, think about it, talk about it, maybe even write about it, and then come back.
All right, welcome back. So Ayla and I disagree about this one because I am like Cheaty and I just... I always feel like it's bad to lie. I understand the arguments against it, but I just can't do it. I couldn't lie, even if I was in Eleanor's position. I understand why she did it, but I still feel like it's wrong. What do you think, Ayla? But if Eleanor hadn't lied, then she would have really hurt her friends. And I think that Eleanor made the right choice, even if you think it's wrong, Mom. All right, I... I'll admit that it definitely did continue to show that her selfishness has been reduced because before Eleanor would have wanted credit for winning, right? The Eleanor that was on earth always wanted everybody to know when she had done a good job. And so the fact that she was willing to put aside her own pride and her own accolades over having won in order to spare her friends some, some pain that really does show growth as a person. I still think that if I were the one sitting there though, lying about it, I just wouldn't be able to do it. So if, if you had some information that would ruin these person's lives, then you wouldn't. T- then you would tell them that just so just to spare yourself a little guilt. No, I wouldn't voluntarily give the information, but I wouldn't be able to lie to stop it either. I feel like I would maybe try to distract from it or, you know, maybe cut the judge off and change the topic somehow. But just the outright lie, I couldn't handle that part. So we'll agree to disagree. Fine, fine. I hate that phrase, agree to disagree, and I normally don't do it because I feel like if there's something to disagree on, it's worth continuing to dig into. But I think that you and I just, uh, like Eleanor and Cheedy, have just come to fundamental different conclusions about this topic, and we probably aren't going to come to an agreement on it. So with that in mind, we are ready to turn back to the episode, and... It's not looking good for the humans. They're all about to be sent off to the bad place forever. They're going to be separated. They're going to be tortured. And then what happens? Michael and Janet came through the portal. They somehow escaped because Janet learned how to be bad and disguised herself as the bad Janet. Which, if there's going to be an argument for your case that sometimes you have to lie because it's the right thing to do, then maybe Janet's deception of pretending to be the bad Janet is a good example because she does definitely lie to save Michael. She lies and says that she marbleized the good Janet. She lies to um, Sean and tells him that she's a bad Janet. And she does it all in order to get Michael out of eternal torture and is there in time to perhaps save the humans. So maybe you're right, Ayla, and sometimes a lie is justified. So tune in next week to see what happens, and we hope you'll join us then. 